The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and this week we are going to continue doing what we do best here on the show, and that's talking about the soaps that we love. The soaps that we love, though, aren't necessarily the soaps that are currently on the air. Unfortunately, over the past few years, we've had to come to terms with a word that no one wants to hear, and that's cancellation. Of course, the bulk of that talk lately has been ABC's decision to pull the plug on All My Children and One Life to Live, and then the subsequent surprise announcement by a company called Prospect Park that they plan to transition both All My Children and One Life to Live to the Internet beginning sometime in 2012. But before All My Children and One Life to Live were on the chopping block, there are other soaps that we lost. In fact, we've lost Passions, Guiding Light, and As the World Turns in just the past several years. But there is good news, and it's news that continues to affirm everything that we say here on Soap Central Live and on SoapCentral.com, is that people still love their soap operas. Just because the soaps are gone, it doesn't mean that the interest is lessened, and it certainly doesn't mean that because we're being told that soaps are a dying genre, that it necessarily is the case. With All My Children, One Life to Live moving to the Internet, it proves that obviously there's still a market for it, and now we have news that... As the World Turns and Guiding Light are going to be released on DVD for the very first time with the possibility of other soaps to follow. We're going to be talking about that on today's show with Mark Yates, who is the president of the company that's putting these soaps out on DVD. I'll then be joined by Jennifer Biller, who was the Two Scoops columnist for As the World Turns on SoapCentral.com. She and I will be talking about the episodes that are going to appear on the first release, the As the World Turns Classics episodes of DVDs. And then later in the hour, we're going to have a much more serious discussion. I'll be chatting with Dr. Dave E. David about a topic that you may not expect to come up on Soap Central Live, endometriosis. It is a very serious topic, and it's something that really came to the forefront with Kirsten Storms, an actress on General Hospital, apparently being diagnosed with that condition and having to take some time off from work. So let's get this week's show kicked off. My first guest is Mark Yates, the president of Soap Classics, the company that is putting together the As the World Turns and Guiding Light classic DVD collections. And as you'll hear in this interview that was conducted earlier in the week, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that any fan of As the World Turns, Guiding Light, and any of the other Procter & Gamble produced soaps should be really happy about. This is a company that is doing their best and doing their probably above and beyond to make sure that all of these classic episodes of the soaps are restored and kept for historical purposes so that soap fans now 
and for Soap fans in the future, will be able to watch these episodes and have access to them without them being lost. And as you're going to hear, that was somewhat of a challenge. So here is my interview with Mark Yates of SoapClassics.com. Hey, Dan, how are you? I'm wonderful. Uh, and even better when I have something exciting and good to talk about the soaps. It makes well, the day thank you. even I, better. I, um, it's been a... Yeah, a pretty crazy day, but we're pretty excited too. <laughs> well, you know, let's get to the, the the sort of the miniature version of it. Of course, I mentioned that you're involved in some very exciting projects that are going to have soap fans jumping for joy. So can yes. you tell me a little bit about uh, some of the projects, and then we'll go a little bit more in detail. Okay. Our, our first, uh, we we uh, became the distributor of the Procter and Gamble soap opera collection in July one of two thousand of this year. And our first um, release, our first, we're, well, there's two things. We're representing the um, the shows internationally for the broadcast market, okay. and we're working on deals in, in several uh, countries around the world to to bring the soaps uh, to cable and satellite and broadcast TV uh, worldwide. But we also are focusing on the domestic home TV market. And the first thing we wanted to do was get out a sort of a fan favorite tribute. DVD that there just seemed to be an enormous pent-up demand for. Mm-hmm. And we packaged what we believed, and of course many people will disagree with us, <laughs> um, the 20 classic episodes of As the World Turns. And, and again, of course, this will be the fun part that everyone will debate what the, what the 20 best episodes are. <laughs> yeah. But no one, no one will debate that these were pretty controversial and important episodes. Okay. And so we put them together on a DVD, and we are uh, re-released it today, and it's available um, through through our website, and where we've gotten a, a great positive response, nothing but but great thanks and and support from from the fan community, and and um, so that's how we got to where we are today. Well, I don't know if I'm reaching here, but it would seem to me that somebody who's making this sort of investment, you know, time, money, and otherwise, would have to be a soap opera fan. So it's time to fess up. You should be talking to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's get your, your soap opera pedigree here. What uh, You know, I, I'm, I'm by no means an expert. Um, you know, just on a truly personal note, I, I remember watching them with my mom when I was a kid. I remember watching them in college with my friends. And as a an entertainment executive running a, a distribution company, I felt that the genre was was neglected, and that the market for for people to to review and relive these moments was was completely under underrepresented. And well, it, so I grabbed so I grabbed the rights. It's interesting that you use the word neglected because I think that the word that we always hear. Lately, when people are talking about soaps, is something far more uh, sinister, dying, or past its prime. And right. it would seem to be that with all this renewed interest, both uh, with the DVDs and with some other soaps in, in other formats, that uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. It seems like the demand is certainly still there. Well, if you do it in a smart way. I'm, you know, we, uh, I mean, I learned early on in my career, you never launch a full season of anything. You know, take the take the highlight moments. Who wouldn't want to watch the twenty great episodes of As the World Turns? Which fan would not want to watch that? That's that's sort of a no brainer. Hmm. And that's the easy part. That's the low hanging fruit. <laughs> right. 
and 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 we don't think it's dying. I mean, we think there are there are, you know, are we know that we have the support of the loyal fans. That's clear. We we see it throughout social media and and through all of our interface with the loyal fans. The question is, are will we attract a new audience to this? And that's that that we don't know. Well, something that and now that I'm I'm thinking about this and the fan reaction, and you certainly joked about it a little earlier with the 20 episodes. Who was responsible? <laughs> who had this process that the challenge of picking 20 episodes and deciding that these would be the ones that make the cut for the DVD? Roger Newcomb. He he's um, he is our editorial director and so, and an encyclopedia definitely. of all things. Um, soap, and we we let him um, have free free reign on that. No, I think that in in terms of of picking these, it's going to be important for fans to know that it was someone who cares deeply about the genre. I mean, Roger obviously uh, cares about it. It wasn't just some sort of uh, I guess dartboard scenario. No, where... <laughs> exactly. We we will always rely on fan support. I mean, our future plans and. We haven't released any of this, and you can feel free to if you want. Our future plans, plans involve the fans in ask, telling us what to release next. We want to know what, you know, we, we, we may do things such as surveys or online polls and things like that, um, because we have 22,000 hours of programming. <laughs> wow. And, and deciding what to, to release is, is a very big and important issue, and we rely heavily on Roger on that, and will also continue to rely heavily on, on the fan input. I just did a quick little bit of math here on my handy-dandy calculator. 22,000 hours of soap material is 916 days if you were to watch them 24 hours a day. <laughs> right. I don't know that I'd be up for that challenge, but <laughs> I'm certainly glad you know, that Roger that's is. Why we, you know, that's why our immediate thought was just pick the, let's just pick the best stuff first. And get it out there, and, and we're we're hoping to do a guiding light release in 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 the first quarter of 2012, similar to the as the world turns. Well, I think that that's important. But beyond all of that, one of the things that I noticed that the price point for the collection at 19.95 makes this something that is so appealing. It's it's not a huge investment, and it makes it easy for uh, you know anyone to pick this up as a Christmas gift for the soap fan in their life. Well, that's you're exactly on board with what we thought. Um, we did a lot of consumer research, and uh, we came up with that price point. There's, it's it's a great gift, you know. It, it's also or just a great memory moment. And, and again, the 19.95 is the exact price point where we feel it's, it's comfortable. And with the volume that we have, we can continue releasing this material for years. I'm still stuck on this 22. Thousand hours. I mean, I, I, I don't think anyone. Maybe The Simpsons at some point in life will come closer to that. Uh, but I don't think that there's going to be, you know, any other program where or programs rather where you have the ability to uh, sort of call that much material from an archive. Right. Exactly. And and you know we're we're going to let the fans tell us where they want to go with this. I mean, we'll continue releasing compilations of, of classic episodes and themed discs. Um, I'm not certainly not ruling out um, doing episodes, a se full seasons on Blu-ray, because Blu-ray will accommodate that, because they're the much larger discs. Mm -hmm. And we have online plans as well. 
we would love to launch a a vault online that will give access to ultimately the entire collection. I don't know when that will be. That could take years to you know to happen. But but launching online and in a streaming sense and where people can subscribe and and keep the entire collection um, and the archive available to them on, on online. Well, one of the things with streaming online is that. There doesn't seem to be the pressure of key demographics that there there is now on broadcast television. So I'd imagine that that would make this something that uh, could, in theory, be a lot more feasible for fans. Yeah, my hope is that online will attract new fans. Our our belief, I I know that the, the hardcore, dedicated fans are going to buy the DVD. They want to hold it. They want to own it, and yeah. or give it give it as a gift. And that's why we've gone with DVD first. And um. Uh, my our hope is that that going online brings a new audience in, and because as we all know as so fans, watch three episodes and you're hooked. <laughs> it may not even be three, but uh, that's a exactly. good. That sounds like a good number. You know, you you give a lot of our clients and on ourselves in distribution, we believe in giving away a bunch for free and then driving people back to your site to do it. So we hope to uh, um, launch episodes, continue to launch episodes online for free on the various social media platforms and YouTube and get new, new younger demographics into the audience and get them attracted to it online because that's where the kids watch on. That's what the kids do now. They're not going to buy DVDs. A 20-something is not going to buy a DVD. He's going, he or she is going to watch, is going to subscribe online. I think that more people are finding that. I mean, with sites like Hulu and and with other services, mm-hmm. it seems even people that aren't in that in that twenty something or under, people are slowly progressing to that. It, it certainly it'll take up a, a lot less space in the house when you don't have to have the uh, fifty thousand disc collection of yeah, Guiding exactly. Light. Exactly. And as I look up at my DVD collections here, uh, um, please, I have I have an entire <laughs> shelf and my it takes up half a room in my apartment. So. Oh gosh. Uh, yes, I, I think I need to readjust my demographic group here. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we, we're talking about the, the demographics and certain things. I would imagine that when you're dealing with this uh, volume of content, that there are certainly some challenges that pop up along the way. What have been some of the things along the way that maybe uh, surprised you in terms of, of not being what you expected, or maybe just in general some of the challenges? Soap fans have, have seen these soaps on the air five days a week for so long, they just, yes. I guess, assume that, you know, you snap your fingers and, and they can be wherever you want them to be. There's two huge challenges. One, uh, from an, an editorial point of view, um, selecting the best parts out of so many episodes hmm. and not offending anyone by not putting their favorite episode in the classic episodes. That was a big fear on our part, that, that we would alienate people and that they would think that we didn't share the same view of it as they did. And the second is just logistics. If you walk outside of my office right now, there are videotapes stacked from the floor to the ceiling. And finding the videotape that contains the episode we want is not easy. Wow. It took weeks for us to find the videotapes of these 20 episodes. Wow. These are the original videotapes from from the broadcast center from 1981. These are the only copy of the videotapes, which, by the way, we are also digitally preserving and mastering in the process. 
see, that's important too. That I mean, there's a commitment to saving these because you, you mentioned a, a timeline. Uh, before a certain point in time, these episodes weren't necessarily saved by a lot of the. They stories. were not um, prior to 1979. We only have from 9th, September 79 on. Um, there's a bunch of, of episodes at the Museum of Broadcasting here and the Paley, I'm sorry, the Paley Center here in New York that are um, there, and we're discussing with them how we can access them and what the rights issues are and all that, um, and hopefully we can get access to them at a future time. But we have from 1979 on because they weren't recorded prior to that. And when you're talking about Procter & Gamble soaps, I mean, it isn't just As the World Turns and Guiding Light. I mean, they were responsible, of course, for really founding the genre, and there are other titles out there. Absolutely. There's Another World, Search for Tomorrow, uh, Texas, uh, Edge of Night. Hypothetically speaking, for fans of those soaps, could there come a day where they might be able to see some of these other soaps in some format as well? Uh, you know, and... and Actually, this one we don't actually even have to talk hypothetically. If if we do well with the two most popular, with with As the World Turns and Guiding Light, we'll release them all. We'll as long as there's a market, we'll we'll keep releasing them. So there you have it, everybody. It is in our hands to show everyone how much we still care about these soaps. So if you are a fan of As the World Turns, or if there's someone in your family who is a fan of As the World Turns, you can head on over to SoapClassics.com and pick up a copy or two of the classic As the World Turns episodes available on DVD for just $19.95. And if you need more information about this, you can head over to SoapCentral.com. We have a complete episode listing of all of the episodes that are included in the As the World Turns classic DVD collection. We're going to take a quick break, but on the other side of this commercial, I'll be joined by Jennifer Biller, who wrote the Two Scoops column for As the World Turns on SoapCentral.com for almost a decade, and she will have her thoughts on the episodes that are included in this collection, and we'll talk a little bit more about some Oakdale history. So stay tuned, everybody. Soap Central Live will be back in just a minute or two. Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? 
please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. My next guest has been a Two Scoops columnist on SoapCentral.com for, I would say, about a decade. And she thought that she might be able to escape talking to me here on Soap Central Live. But <laughs> as luck would have it, of course, As the World Turns has been released on DVDs. And I'm going to talk to Jennifer Biller about that. So, Jennifer, welcome back to Soap Central Live. You can't get away from us. Uh, that's okay. Thank you for having me back, Dan. I'm excited to talk about this. Well, one of the things when As the World Turns ended, uh, we sort of wanted to keep you on board, so we transitioned you to talking about another soap, General Hospital, but now you're back to sort of where it all began, and we're going to talk about As the World Turns. Did you think that in October 2011 there would be a need to still be talking about As the World Turns? I, I think there's always going to be people who talk about it because it's been such a part of our history uh, in t- of television and for fans but I really never thought this day would come. I mean, there are those of us for many, many years who have been taping uh, our soaps on VHS tapes, uh, certain couples or certain storylines. I mean, I have tapes probably 10 years old of certain things that I've kept. I mean, fans have always done this. I really never thought that we would have a day where um, the companies actually came out and are giving us what we want. I'm I'm thrilled and excited. In the interest of, I, I guess, disclosure, uh, when I spoke to you earlier in the week, I, I believe I was the one who sort of broke the news to you that the DVDs were coming out. You did. I thought it was April Fool's Day or something, Dan. <laughs> I, no, only shows get canceled on April Fool's Day, apparently. Uh, <laughs> there's never right. any good news that comes out on April Fool's. That's right. So let me, uh, let's me let first go to something that uh, in my last segment talking with Mark Yates that surprised me was finding out that before 1979, many of the soaps – deleted their episodes of soaps that were recorded so that for a lot of these soaps that have been on the air for seemingly forever, there's no history of their recorded episodes before 1979. Isn't that, doesn't that just sort of blow your mind? I'm shocked at that. I had no idea. I guess we're just used to the age of YouTube where if we want to watch something, we, you know, go and look for it on the internet or that is Wow, such history lost. That's very sad to me. It it is sad to me, too, particularly for folks who uh, want to watch some of these soaps from day one, knowing that they can't. That, that to me, more than anything else, even if it's not necessarily watching all of the soaps uh, from day one, watching every episode, I think everybody wants to see the first episode of soaps, particularly, I mean, something like Guiding Light and As the World Turns. The the two soaps that have been around since the beginning of of the television age, and you won't be able to see the first episodes. To me, uh, more than anything else, that is the saddest thing in all of this. It is, because it's like a bookend. You want to see the beginning, you've seen the end, and everything in between. So, yeah, it makes sense. It is very sad to me that that piece of history is lost. Uh, when you had the opportunity to look through the list of episodes, were there any that stood out to you of, as saying, wow, I'm glad this is on DVD. I can't wait to go out, get the DVDs, because that's the episode that I need to see. <laughs> yes, there are several. And actually, I want to talk about that a little bit. I really love the way they've grouped it out. Uh, great weddings. I mean, soap fans, who doesn't love romance? Who doesn't love a wedding? I mean, yeah. we, I can remember Bo and Hope's wedding and uh, Brooke and Ridge's wedding, many of their weddings. You know, <laughs> any soap wedding that Frisco and Felicia on General Hospital. I mean, 
Nikki and Victor. These are great moments for soap fans, and I think it's fantastic that they've broken this out this way, and especially the fact that they put several on there from the 80s, um, the 90s, into the 2000s. But the one that really piqued my interest is um, Episode 2 on the Great Wedding DVD, uh, Betsy Stewart and Steve Andropoulos. I was a teenager when that episode aired, and I can hardly remember it, but I remember specifically her dress was stunning, and the way he was looking her at her, I, I was just thinking, wow, I hope someday someone looks at me that way. Wow. I am anxious to go back and watch that episode because, uh, you know, Meg Ryan became a huge star after that, but I, they had such an interesting dynamic and a chemistry, so I'm excited to go back and watch that all these years later. I was 13 when that episode aired. Uh, now you've just sent everybody over to their abacus to try to do the math to figure oh. out. <laughs> well, from me, for, from someone who maybe didn't get started on soaps until a little bit later than that, I like the fact that I can go back and see Meg Ryan before she was really Meg Ryan. Uh, that's one of the things that I like. And I know from coming in later watching As the World Turns, I know Tom and Margot. Now, the ability to go back and see their wedding in from 1983 – to me, I, I like the historical nature of that. So even for someone who maybe hasn't been watching since As the World Turns started and maybe joined along the way, this is such a great way to know where the show came from. I agree. And there's, you know, I'm not sure, I can't even remember who was playing Margot at that point. Um, do you remember back in the 80s, on 83? I don't off the top of my head. I thought it might be Hillary B. Smith, but I'm going to... Pull up the profile while we're talking. 1983 was actually someone by the name of Margaret Collin. Okay, that's what I was hoping. That's my second favorite uh, era of As the World Turns. I watched it with my grandmother. I shouldn't have been watching. I probably wasn't age-appropriate. <laughs> but it, there was this episode with her. Um, and Justin Dees, I believe, played Tom during that time. And there was a character called Mr. Big, and it was a big adventure, and they somehow, like, Moby Dick was woven in the whole thing, the story of Moby Dick. It actually made me want to go out and read that book, and I am excited to see that wedding also. Um, and, of course, Jack and Carly, you know, they're, they're yeah. the couple for us, the World Turns fans, I think, after Bob and Kim, and, and I think folks are going to be really excited to get a whole DVD of just weddings and love and romance. But as I was saying, it's not just love and romance. I know personally I love a good secret and scandal, as long as it's not involving me. And <laughs> uh, disc two of the As the World Turns collection is, in fact, titled Secrets and Scandals. So uh, what of those five episodes, are there anything in there that uh, you said was your must-see episode? Um, I think, obviously, this is one that I is recent, 2006, Luke comes out. Um, I think that was just uh, an episode that really turned daytime on its uh, ear, I think, because uh, I, I got more email, I think, on that column. I've been working for you, I think, since 2000, more than a decade. And I think I got more email that week than any other year that I had ever written a column. That was just such a something we had not seen, I don't think, on daytime. And it was um, it was quite stunning, and it had a lot of a lot of very passionate reaction, um, some positive, some negative, but people loved it, people hated it. it. It was just all over the place, and it was it really got a response from viewers. So I think I, I really want to go back and watch that again with fresh eyes. 
Um, also on that Secrets and Scandals uh, DVD, there's an episode, episode one, Bob and Dana face the music from 1979. I don't even know for who Dana is, I don't That's think. That's exactly rather. what I was going to say, Dan. I was eight years old. I have no idea who Dana is, but I'm excited to find out. <laughs> yeah, I have, you know, when you, when you see these names that, that don't immediately ring a bell, certainly with any soap, there are names that immediately pop out to you when you were listing the the weddings that you remember i think those single named people everybody knows who they are even if they're from soaps that they don't watch but dana's one that just yeah. there's crickets Who's Dana? <laughs> so i don't i'm sure everybody out there is, is rolling their eyes and, and raving their arms and getting ready to go to twitter and certainly guys you can go to twitter and tweet at soap central live and let us know who dana is or maybe you out there are also scratching your heads and have no idea who dana is we'd like to hear that from you as well but when we're talking about memorable episodes there is an episode from the disc three the oakdale through the years that for me as for someone who came as i said into watching as the world turns later that really really meant a lot to me as a newer viewer and it was the 50th anniversary episode that aired on april 3rd 2006 that is the episode where we had all of the divas we had nancy lucinda lisa kim barbara emma they were on a bus and it broke down and i mean there were great flashbacks and it was i mean there was everything in that episode that i think soap fans love there was humor there was drama uh you know there was campiness there were the flashbacks who can't relate to you know that as being the soap experience i agree i am anxious to see that one as well as the 30th anniversary show because i took a break there when during my college years i didn't get to see um several of these shows that are on this oakdale through the years dvd so i'm excited to see the 30th anniversary and the 40th anniversary show um and also, I really loved uh, Christmas at the Snyder Farm. That was sort of, you know, if you were a General Hospital fan, you know, quarter mains and ordering pizza was sort of the staple uh, for GH. Well, for As the World Turns, it was always, you know, Christmas at the Snyder's, and I'm excited to uh, watch that one again. Well, we've had the happiness. We've we've talked about the, the romance. We can't leave out the fact that there are characters on the soaps that we love to hate, or I guess sometimes, Jennifer, we just hate to hate them. Uh, (laughs) And there is an entire disc, five episodes, with villains and vixens. And we're talking about uh, names like James Stenbeck. We're talking about John Dixon. We're talking about uh, Lisa, which I don't necessarily know that I would call Lisa, uh, well, I guess a vixen. I, I think of villain, I think of, of horrible, but I guess when you're, you're going back in time. So uh, which of these villains? She wasn't villain, always so nice, Dan. Yeah. Well, I, 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 she, see, here's the thing. You know, when, you're, when someone is a guest on your show, uh, <laughs> you don't want to think of them as being anywhere in, in, the, in the bad. So we'll just focus on the current. Uh, her character. Let's be clear here. It was well, her character. you know, as soap fans, sometimes we can't remember that. Sometimes we think the character and the, and the actor are one and the That's same. That's true. The lines are blurred. <laughs> so I think anyone who's ever watched even a single episode of As the World Turns knows of James Stenbeck as being the bad guy of bad guys. But what about uh, some of the other folks that are featured? John Dixon... Which of these villains or vixens are you most looking forward to sort of reliving their troubles? I think John Dixon. And he, I, I, if you read my column, and I, I know you did every week uh, or for As the World Turns, uh, it seemed like every month at least I was making some kind of a mention about John Dixon because I think he was one of those characters that when he left the canvas, there was just a, a big hole because he, he's like um, Tony Geary on GH. He's just an easy actor to watch. You never feel like that guy is acting. Very much. And I never understood 
why he left the show. I don't really know what the circumstances were around that, but when Dusty came back to town, I was very excited because I thought, you know, this is a great opportunity to incorporate John Dixon back into the fold, but that really never came to fruition. We did get to see him, obviously, um, as the show was wrapping up. He came back toward the end, but I'm excited to go back and, and watch those episodes, back that, the one episode with him in, on 1981, and see what John was up to back then. Well, you mentioned what you're excited to go back and see. I want to let everybody know who's listening that we're going to do something that we haven't done before, and it is something that the folks at Soap Classics have asked that we put out there. For anybody who's listening, if there is an episode that from 1979 through the end of As the World Turns that you are looking forward to maybe reliving that wasn't included in this DVD set, We'd like to hear from you so we can pass on the information and that hopefully that's an installment of the show that will end up on a future release of classic episodes. We're also being asked to find out if there are any sort of themes out there that you guys are interested in seeing put on a collection in the future. So I know, Jennifer, you talked about Funny Christmas. you should ask that question, Dan. Uh, so I, I'd like to hear, <laughs> is there any sort of uh, a theme or a collection of storylines that you'd like to see included in a future release? There are, there are several, and, and as I was telling you, I'm such a geek, you know, I've sort of videotaped, <laughs> you know, I'm old school from the 80s, I, you know, before the age of the DVD, I, I used to record, quote, my soaps and the certain couple storylines that I really loved. I fell in love with um, uh, Katie and Simon okay. uh, mm-hmm. back when I first started writing the column for you. And I, I used to tape all of their episodes so I could just watch, you know, just them. I loved that romance story arc. So I think they, they would really knock it out of the park if they would do um, a section of DVDs by couples, like um, Carly and Jack's story, Katie and Simon's story, Bob and Kim's story. You know, because I think that if you go on these message boards and read, you know, folks folks are really into the couple stories, and they write fan fictions about them, and you know, it's a whole big, uh, it, it's escapism for us. And I think a lot of fans who love those stories would love to see those played on DVD. So I think that could be, you know, couples in their romance. I have, to, I have to agree. I think that one of the things that's great about soap couples is a lot of them start off not liking each other. So how great yeah. would it be to see in episode one, you know, uh, the woman involved in the couple smacking the guy, and then by episode five to see their, their big over-the-top, uh, wedding. I mean, that's the perfect progression. I, I know I'd pay to see that. Yeah. Okay, so and outside I, I of couples. I think it would be fun to do, um, you know, a lot of different types of themes with these, especially the 80s episodes, because that's the year I grew up watching, started watching the show with my grandma. And there were some really great, uh, you know, big budgets back then uh, for soaps, and it, it was a whole different world than what we're seeing today on daytime. And I think those could be, you know, the best of the 80s episodes. Uh, there, there could just be so many different ideas that come out How of How about this. big hair of the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> yes. They might need uh, more than one DVD set for that. <laughs> That'll be a Blu-ray. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I want to mention, too, I think this is a fantastic price for these DVDs. And if you are a fan of As the World Turns, you know, this could make a great stocking stuffer for Christmas, but it, it's it's well-priced, it's fun, it's going to be something that fans can cherish and keep, and, you know, your VHS tape isn't going to break, and, you know, you're not going to have the problems that you have if you used to tape the soaps. No, I have to agree with you. I mean, when you look at it, it's not quite a dollar an episode, and $20 really isn't a lot of money, particularly when you look at some of the box sets for other current series, when you're talking, they can go for $30, $40, $50, and, and you're getting maybe 23 episodes. This is... You know, without trying to sound too much like an infomercial, it really is a great price. 
Yes, and where do we tell? Where do we send our information uh, of what episodes we'd like to see, or what kinds of um, collections we'd like to see? Can Absolutely. See, I love that you set it up because I was just getting ready to tell people if they are uh, Twitter inclined, they can certainly tweet at Soap Central Live. Uh, that's a great place to start. And for folks out there, what we're going to do is we're we're going to take some of the best ideas and we're going to contact those folks and maybe send them a copy of the classic As the World Turns episodes on DVD. If you're not on Twitter, you can also go to SoapCentral.com. Click on the feedback link at the top. It's in the blue navigation stripe of any page of the site. And just submit your ideas to us and we are going to make sure that they get Forward it over to the, the folks at SoapClassics.com so that they can continue doing some of their research because they really are committed uh, from everything that they've said and from everything that Mark Yates said in our, our last segment. is They're trying to do their best to preserve all of the episodes that they have of As the World Turns, of Guiding Light, of Another World and their other soaps to make sure that they're going to be available not just for the current soap fans but to try to bring in an entirely new audience. Okay, I'm lobbying now for Jack and Carly and Katie and Simon, and I'm making a list to send you down. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, just to let everyone, in fairness, to let everyone know, since Jennifer does still write for SoapCentral.com, she won't win the free DVD thing. But it doesn't mean that we can't submit her ideas. Uh, but for everybody <laughs> oh, else out on. there, <laughs> yeah. uh, for everybody else out there, you can, you guys can submit anything that you want, and we'll make sure that they they forward along over there. And I'm trying to think of some of the episodes that. I would like to see. I mean, outside of the ones that are really are out of the realm of possibility, the first episodes, uh, the things that I really like for all soaps are those events when the entire town gets together. Yeah. And you know from immediately when the entire town gets together that something as crazy is going to happen. Those are what I want to see. I want to see the gatherings. I want to see, you know, the big surprises. I was a big fan of Another World, actually, before um, I started uh, writing for you with As the World Turns. And there's some fantastic storylines on there. You would love that show if you have not seen that. Did well, you ever watch it, Dan? That is what my mother and grandmother watched, and I remember them watching it uh, when I was younger and wanting to watch cartoons. But, I mean, I know the names. I know Mac. I know Felicia. I know Rachel. I know, you know, the you whole go. shebang, so I know who they are. Uh, and I do think that it would be interesting now to be able to go back and watch them and appreciate them. Similar to when I was younger, I didn't really get the big deal about I Love Lucy and why it was so special. But as I got older and tuned in, I understood why that was such an iconic show and why it should be appreciated. And I think that maybe for folks out there who haven't watched the soaps or who haven't watched in a long time, it's a really good opportunity to gain a new respect for a genre that maybe hasn't gotten the respect it deserves over the years. I would agree with you, and I have lots of family who love Guiding Light. I'm sure they'll be all over this, too. Tell us again, where, where can we get the DVDs? Absolutely. you can. Everybody out there, you can go to SoapClassics.com, and if you don't remember that link or need additional information, you can get that on SoapCentral.com slash radio. We have all the information there. We have a complete listing of all of the episodes, all in one spot, so it's a great way to go. And if you are interested in reliving some classic Two Scoops columns written by Jennifer. You can also check out SoapCentral.com, navigate over to our As the World Turns section. We've got columns going all the way back to 2004. So we've got you know six years of columns to help people get through and, and maybe even uh, check out some of the columns for the newer and more recent episodes and see what you were thinking when these episodes aired as they're watching them on DVD. That sounds great. <laughs> 
All thank right, Jennifer, you. thank you for being a part here, and thank you for celebrating everything as the world turns. And, of course, folks can still tune in and check you out writing about General Hospital if they're so inclined. Right, and if anyone wants to buy these and send them to me for Christmas, I will be very excited. <laughs> See, she's had to put that out there since I just burst the bubble by telling her that she can't win the free DVD. Uh, now she's going to pander for gifts. It's a shame. There you go. <laughs> I have no shame. <laughs> We are going to take a quick break, but on the other side of this commercial, we're going to talk about something a little more serious, endometriosis. It's a topic that you may not expect to come up on Soap Central Live, but when endometriosis and the name of one of our favorite soap stars is mentioned in the same breath, it is something that warrants discussion. So what is endometriosis? Well, we're going to have information that every woman needs to know when we come back on Soap Central Live. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Welcome back to Soap Central Live, everybody. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. Last week, soap fans were both concerned and curious when it was announced that General Hospital star Kirsten Storms had been sidelined by an unknown medical condition. Well, since that time, it was revealed on the e-reality series Dirty Soap that Kirsten has been suffering from a condition known as endometriosis. That's resulted in, as you can imagine, a lot of discussion, and unfortunately, there's been some incorrect information that's also been put forward, so I thought that the best way to combat that would be to have an expert here on today's show to talk to us about endometriosis. 
Dr. Dave E. David is a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist who began treating patients over 30 years ago. He's also delivered more than 8,000 babies. It's an amazing number. He is also the former assistant clinical professor of obstetrics and gynecology at the University of California, Irvine Medical School. He's appeared on CNN and Fox News, and today he's here as our expert to talk with us. So, Dr. David, welcome to Soap Central Live. Well, thanks, Dan. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I have to ask you, uh, you know, folks out there may know my history is that I went to med school and ended up doing soap stuff. Uh, Did you ever imagine in your wildest dreams that med school would qualify you as an expert for soap operas? Uh, No, but listen, I'll take it. I think that's great. I'm I'm a... I starstruck myself sometimes. (laughs) Well, starstruck aside, this is certainly it's a very serious topic here. So in in sort of in a nutshell, as most as you can, what exactly is endometriosis? Well, Dan, endometriosis is always a difficult concept to explain to people. But what it is, if you can imagine the inside lining of a woman's uterus, which, you know, sheds each month during a menstrual period, if you can imagine that material being in the wrong spot, and going inside the abdomen on the different organs inside the belly. In fact, one of the ways they think that endometriosis develops is what we call retrograde menstruation. So when a woman menstruates, instead of it coming out, her cervix and uh, you know, in the exterior of the body, it shoots back up through the fallopian tubes and out onto the ovaries and different organs. Well, one of the things when I mentioned in the introduction that some folks have been having Uh, some misinformation put out there. One of the things that people seem to have picked up on and they hear uh, cell abnormality, that things are are ending up where they shouldn't be, and people seem to have had this tendency to jump right towards that meaning cancer. Let's clarify that endometriosis has nothing to do with cancer. You're you're absolutely right. It's um, it's a benign condition, and uh, women with endometriosis are not even necessarily predisposed to get cancer or anything like that. They're two entirely different things. Endometriosis is more of a mechanical, or the, we believe a mechanical process by which these cells end up being implanted, but they're completely benign cells, and they're normal cells, they're just in the wrong place. Well, soap fans, I think, are used to conditions that are either made up or the rarest of the rare of the rare medical conditions. So how common is endometriosis? Well, it affects maybe 5 to 10% of women uh, sometime in their lifetime, usually in their late 20s to maybe late 30s. And, and, you know, there are probably a lot of women who have endometriosis, Dan, that don't even know it. Hmm. At a time, we operate on them for a completely different reason or maybe do a laparoscopy on them. Sometimes it's just, you know, serendipitously found, and, and, and it was not even any, causing any symptoms or any problems with the women. Because, you know, endometriosis could be anywhere from mild to moderate to severe. And some of the mild endometriosis, the, the woman might not even know she has it. Well, when we're talking about mild symptoms and something that uh, a woman might know that she has it, what then would be some of the symptoms or the indicators that might signal that it's, it's time to talk to a doctor? Yeah, well, usually the symptoms themselves um, will bring the women in. Like, so, for example, one of the most common things is pelvic pain, whether it's just more pain at the time of the menstrual period, you know, more cramping, more pain, and that's sort of hard to, to tell because a lot of women just for no reason just have more menstrual cramps or pain. But if it's really excessive, requiring medication or may, maybe incapacitating women, um, that could be a sign of endometriosis. That's one of the most common signs and symptoms. Um, also, uh, pain during intercourse, uh, not pain in the intercourse in, in vagina, but 
in the vagina, but more pain during intercourse, like something's being hit deep, like in the lower belly. Um, that's called dyspareunia. That's also a sign of endometriosis, and it could be just pelvic pain in general. Uh, if it gets bad, it can also cause infertility uh, and also abnormal periods, um, either really heavy bleeding at the time of the menses or abnormal bleeding in between menses. All of those things, mix them and match them. Uh, the woman might have none of those symptoms. She may have one. She may have uh, a number of them. And then on, on pelvic examination, you can elicit tenderness also oftentimes. So the more of those symptoms a woman may have, the more likely she is to have endometriosis. She may only have one of those symptoms. Uh, when this news broke about the actress from General Hospital, Kirsten Storms, the thing that seemed to really strike fans particularly was the fact that it was announced that she was going to be sidelined for up to two months. Now, I understand, of course, that you're not privy to her individual situation, but uh, the fans are concerned about that one to two month out of work. And I'm wondering, is as a doctor, is that something that raises concerns for you where you hear that someone is – uh, going to be sidelined for up to two months because of endometriosis? Yeah, but you know, Dave, I'd have to know more about it because in general, endometriosis shouldn't sideline a woman for any reason at all, or for any period of time because um, usually you just take care of the symptoms. Um, you know, even if they're, unless they're really, really bad, but even then you can't predict, say, one to two months. I mean, that's just an arbitrary amount. The thing that strikes me, and like you said, I don't know anything about what's going on with her specifically, but if, if they come out with a statement saying she's going to be sidelined for one to two months, the first thing I think about is she's having surgery for endometriosis, which is one of the ways it's treated. If it were treated non-surgically, I can't imagine a reason why they would say that she would be out that long. So she must be having surgery for a fairly significant endometriosis is what it sounds like to me. Now, certainly, again, uh, just to remind everybody, we are not necessarily speaking specifics here to Kirsten Storms. We're talking in generals because this is important for uh, everyone out there, for women out there, and, of course, for, for anyone who has someone in their life that maybe they, they've sensed that there, there's something isn't quite right there to, to talk to them. But uh, let's talk about treatments. Let's talk about uh, complications. What are uh, some of the treatments for endometriosis that, that you're mentioning? You, you mentioned surgery. And certainly if this goes untreated, what are complications? Is, is this something that uh, can really be a, a life changer for women? Well, you know, it can. And again, Dan, it depends how severe the endometriosis is. Um, usually the uh, ramifications are just having to do with the symptoms. Do they have incapacitating menstrual periods, real heavy menstrual periods? Is it affecting their sex life because of the pain with the intercourse? Um, you know, things like that. Or in rare cases, not even rare cases, but in the severe cases, it can cause infertility and be a real problem with women. So those are some of the complications. They can also develop what's called chocolate cysts on the ovaries, which means some of this material that's, remember, the menstrual material that goes where it doesn't belong, like mm -hmm. let's say on the surface of the ovaries. And then <clears throat> the interesting thing about endometriosis is wherever this material goes inside your body, every time the woman's menstrual period comes, these little cellular areas bleed at the same time, just like a menstrual period. Oh, yeah. So what happens is when it's found on the surface of the ovary sometimes, Dan, this can keep bleeding and bleeding look small amounts each month until it builds up, though, into a cyst, and it actually looks like chocolate, and that's why we call them chocolate cysts. So they can get these large cysts on their ovaries full of, like, dried or old uh, menstrual material or old blood that looks like chocolate cysts, and they can cause a lot of adhesions or scar tissue. And again, it's not cancer because they're tumors. Uh, and they're not even real tumors, tumors. They're just cysts filled with a material that oftentimes has to be surgically removed. And then when the endometriosis gets bad, 
the women can develop adhesions or scar tissue inside the abdomen, which can then, you know, pull on different parts of the intestine and cause some intestinal symptoms also when you're asked about signs and symptoms, you know, constipation, bowel symptoms. It can cause, um, you know, depending where the adhesions are, it can pull the tube away from the ovary, and that's also another way it can cause the infertility. So those are things that can happen. Now, as far as the treatment of it, like you asked, it could be anything from mild treatment such as, you know, uh, ibuprofen for the, the discomfort of their periods um, to painkillers uh, to birth control pills, uh, which gets more to the cause of the problem rather than just killing the pain. So, for example, with birth control pills, if you can stop the woman from ovulating and stop her from having periods, and you do this by having a woman go from one birth control cycle to the next without letting herself having the bleeding, you know, uh, having the bleed each month. So you go from one pill pack to the next, virtually stopping your periods for a long period of time, which is, by the way, perfectly safe. Women feel that they have to have a period every month, and they do not. In fact, to treat endometriosis, we usually put women on this birth control pill, non-stopping regimen, so they don't have periods, so these the material inside the abdomen doesn't bleed wherever it is. And usually that's one of the best ways to curtail endometriosis and the symptoms of it. Then there are more complicated ways, uh, these uh, medications that affect the pituitary gland or the hypothalamus um, that get more complicated and, and even some that could have some male side effects. But they don't have to be used that often. But birth control pills is one of the simplest ways to do it or just giving uh, progesterone in different forms. Just a reminder to everybody out there listening that our discussion today is in no way intended to offer a diagnosis or treatment for any medical condition. It is, though, I think, important for listeners to be armed with information about their bodies. I've always said that no one knows your body better than you do. So if there's something that doesn't feel quite right, by all means, contact your personal physician and make sure that you have a discussion with him or her. And I think... Uh, Dr. David, that everyone out there is probably guilty of this. I know that I am, but the Internet has made it possible to type in an illness or a symptom and Google it and come back with all sorts of things where you, know, you may have just knocked your arm against a wall and have a bruise, and if you Google it, certainly it's telling you that you know, you're at the end of, of time here. Boy, you, know, you can say that again, Dan. It's, it's a mixed blessing. I, mean, I love my patients to be informed, and I love intelligent patients who are, you know, have some information, but a little information can be dangerous, and you can't diagnose or treat yourself by the Internet. Otherwise, you wouldn't need doctors or surgeons, and you're right. Um, every little symptom can, you know, which could be a big nothing for any part of your body, can, if you look it up, uh, you know, be a brain tumor or be something, you know, really bad. And on the other hand, and more often than not, minor symptoms of, or signs of things mean nothing. So they can either underdiagnose themselves or overdiagnose themselves by trying to get a diagnosis um, online or, or, you know, by reading a book. You've got to talk to your doc and, you know, a specific history, a specific physical exam to you, your doctor knowing you, you know, maybe certain lab tests or imaging studies are in order, but you're absolutely right. You can't go online and diagnose yourself. It's one of the most dangerous things somebody can do. We've been talking, of course, about endometriosis and uh, obstetrics and gynecology, but I think soap fans might be interested in knowing that you have another area of expertise that has a very sort of soapy connection. <laughs> Would you be uh, willing to share that with us? 
Oh, yeah. Well, actually, since the 1980s, for about 25 years now, I've been doing cosmetic surgery as well and pretty much branched uh, completely over to that. I'm in the Boston area, and I'm the medical director of medical face and body aesthetics, where we do the facial things, the Botox, the fillers, and a special kind of minimally invasive liposuction called vaser lipo. And I've got my, you know, I just love to take care of the patient inside and out. So I've got a skincare line out called Alluring Skin. Uh, and um, and a weight loss CD out, the secrets to a slimmer you, the real secrets to a slimmer you. So it's I like getting uh, people to look good on the outside and be healthy on the inside and just take care of the total uh, person because I think that's really what it's all about. So fans know a lot about cosmetic surgery. So the question I'm sure that everyone is dying to know is, has anyone ever come into your office and asked to look like their long-lost evil twin so that they can rule the world? You know something, just today, this honestly the truth, some, you know, people come in and say, I want to look like that, and they'll bring a picture in of somebody or some celebrity or somebody's belly or somebody's face, just like I'm sure hairdressers get it, where uh, uh, somebody will bring in a picture of this hairstyle of some celebrity and say, I want to look like her. Well, in cosmetic surgery, people do that all the time. They, they want to look like some specific person, and even as recently as today, that happened to me. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, as I said, of course, for everybody out there, it's it's sort of, uh, people may discount soaps and think that uh, they are fluff, but every now and again, there is something that, that arises. Certainly in the early 1990s, All My Children was one of the first television programs to talk about HIV and AIDS, and here we are talking about another real-life condition, endometriosis. It's, it's something that affects women, and, it, uh, you know, I, I think it's important to note that television can, in some way, shape, or form, uh, be informative and prompt people to ask questions. You're absolutely right. I mean, I used to be in practice in uh, Southern California, and a lot of my patients were the celebrities, in fact, even some on soaps, and it's interesting to see, you know, their personal life and medical life as opposed to their persona on the roles they play, and you have to realize that these are real people, too, with real privacy issues and so forth, but also um, sometimes, um, you know, they let their medical conditions or their uh, personal life um, you know, become uh, public, sometimes they choose to do that, and, and sometimes in order to help other people. Well, I want to thank you for dropping by today to making sure that we can try to help people out there, again, by encouraging people to talk to their doctors if something doesn't seem right. So, Dr. David, thank you so much for visiting Soap Central Live. You're, you're welcome. If they have any more, anybody has any questions, you can visit medfacebody.com. And with that, we are out of time for this week's show. I don't know where the time goes every week, but it is just about time to sign off here. So before I do, I want to thank all of my guests this week, Mark Yates, Jennifer Biller, our Two Scoops columnist from SoapCentral.com, and Dr. Dave E. David. If you missed any of the links to the information that we talked about during this week's show, you can head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio, and you'll be able to link out to all of the information that we talked about. Of course, while you're there, you can also catch up on some past episodes of Soap Central Live. Every episode that we've ever aired has been archived, and it may not be the 20,000 hours that you have on As the World Turns and Guiding Light, but we do have 93 hours from our 93 shows here of Soap Central Live, so it's at the very least a weekend or so that you can take out and listen to some of our old episodes. And I want to make sure that I thank all of you out there for your continued support each and every week. Without you, we would not be the top-rated and most-listened-to program on the entire Voice America network. Again, Soap Central Live is number one, and it wouldn't be possible without your support. So... If you are new to the show, we welcome you. And if you are a continuing listener, we, of course, 
appreciate that continued support. The show airs every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We are getting down to the end of the year, so in the weeks ahead, you're going to hear a look back at the highlights of 2010. We'll also be joined by our Two Scoops columnist, who will take a look back at the highs and lows of each soap in a future episode. And, of course, our big 100th uh, episode show will be coming up very soon. But for that, you'll have to continue to tune in for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.